life ever thrown you a curveball that you weren't sure what to do with? You know, the kind where you think someone should really do something about this. Have you ever thought maybe that someone is me and then found yourself on a grand adventure you never saw coming? Me too. As a special needs mom, I have been saddened by what's available to my son. But instead of wallowing in it, I decided to do something about it. Along the way, I'm meeting extraordinary people and having the most wonderful experiences I never thought I'd have. I'm so inspired by what's happening around me that I want to share it all with you. Living Your Legacy is a community where ordinary people who have been called to create something bigger than themselves can come together to be inspired, connect, learn, and live into the legacies they want to see in the world. I'm your host, Michelle Slaney Travato, and this is the Living Your Legacy podcast. everyone. Michelle Slaney Travato here. Super excited to have you back again for another episode of the Living Your Legacy podcast. As always, I'm interested in finding guests that can really help you in your life, in your business, in your legacy. And the more interesting people I meet, the more interesting people I'm so excited to bring to you every day. And our guest today is a super interesting woman. She's just absolutely amazing. She stole my heart in our pre-interview and really just made me think, this guy, this gal's like awesome and I need to have her on here. So let me tell you a little bit about her. My new friend, Yvonne McCoy, is a woman's business strategist, and I love that. She helps female entrepreneurs to scale their business up to their first multiple six figures. And frankly, who doesn't want that? (laughs) She helps them step into their CEO mindset. Love that term. And we'll explore that. And then create systems to accelerate their productivity and profit. Because the reality is if you're scaling, what you did to get where you are is not going to work to get you where you want to go. So you got to have some new systems in place. Yvonne is passionate about changing the challenges of entrepreneurial business environments into practical solutions, expanded opportunities, and increased incomes. I love that how challenges can become opportunities. And we're going to explore that too. She assists clients in creating innovative and amazing results that reflect the owner's impact. And of course, we all want to have an impact on the world around us. Her extensive experiences in coaching, division, divisional operations, and diversified job training, as well as life experiences, are the basis of her practical systems. But on a personal note, her biggest personal accomplishment is that she recently lost and kept off over 150 pounds. So she is truly a smaller version of herself, but a greater version of herself. Yvonne, welcome. More concentrated? Yeah, that's what I say. I'm not losing weight. I'm concentrating, you know, and, and actually just a little bit clarification. I actually took it off a while ago. Keeping it off to me is like probably the biggest accomplishment because I had like everybody else, yo-yo dieted up and down, up and down. And, you know, so uh, at some point in my life, I'll attack the next 150 pounds or something like that. But uh, but keeping it off is, is is always a challenge. And I think part of that has to do with what we're talking about legacy. I mean, the reason that I lost weight was um, when I found out I was going to be a grandmother. And I thought, 
what kind of grandmother do I want to be? Do I want to be the kind of grandmother that I had who was a lovely woman, but she was like five foot tall and five foot round and always wore an apron and was in the kitchen. And that was not the kind of grandmother that I wanted to be. I wanted to be a grandmother that took their kids to the shore and, you know, went biking with them and, and all those kinds of things. And I think that's, I don't think I labeled it legacy, mm -hmm. but I think that was the beginning of thinking about how do I want to be remembered? You know, how, what kind of life do I want to live? How do I want to have impact others? And I think the thing that people um, don't have a good feel for is that your legacy should serve you personally and professionally. You, it's not like you have two different legacies. Mm -hmm. It should, that system, the, the, your values, your beliefs, where you're headed should be the same. You know, it's not like you're, too, you know, because I said when I, when my kids were here and I came home from work, I felt like I had one persona on the outside of the house and another persona on the inside, you know, that I had to like switch stuff off and on. And that is never very productive. And it definitely is a drain on your resources. So, wow. I love how you just leaped right into the legacy conversation there, Yvonne. That's amazing. It's important. And, you know, and I think, you know, people don't think of it as um, when I actually tried to form start formalizing this, like, what does this mean for me? Mm -hmm. um, and I talked about legacy in a business setting. People were like, this, you know, this is not something I, I'm interested in money now. You know, this, <laughs> and so it, it did not get a very good, um, it didn't get traction. Mm -hmm. It didn't get traction because that was not what, you know, the immediacy was not there. And, and that's true of all things that are important. You have the urgent and you have the important, you know, and the important, unfortunately, we put off a lot because we go, well, I got time for that. I got time for that. And before you know it, 20 years ago, and you still haven't done anything about it, mm -hmm. right? So yep. legacy to me is something that you live every day. Everyone has a legacy. Just because you're alive and you're in the world and you touch other people, you have a legacy. You may not know what it is. You may not be aware of it, but you have it. And that's why I think it's so important to think about it because I'm always surprised at the small things that have a huge impact on people's life. And if I could share like a, a story that's a little sure can. Uh, we were on a flight back from Florida and there was a gentleman who was um, developmentally challenged. And, you know, we were standing online trying to board and I was tired and I was thinking, I just want to get into the, into the plane and be done. And he was very chatty. He was like, I'm coming back from a fishing trip. And I'm like, that's nice. You know, blah, blah. Anyway, so we get in and we sit down in the plane and I'm like, one row behind him on the other side. And you know how you board a plane, you're not going anywhere. Mm -hmm. I mean, you're standing there waiting for it. You know, it's not like, you know, and he's saying to people, look at the fish I caught. Right. And everybody ignored him mm -hmm. until this one lady came and it was, and they were standing there. It wasn't like, you know, I'll just keep moving. Right. And, it, and this lady came up and she said, what a beautiful picture. My son goes fishing. Was it salt water or fresh water? Was it blah, 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 blah. And he was so excited. Mm -hmm. And it took all of 20 seconds of her life. Yep. And it had a huge impact on me. I was like, oh, my God, what a horrible person I was 
that I wasn't, you know, and it really made an impact of how you may not be even interacting directly, but people see what you do. What you do is who you are. Mm, that's powerful. That is delayed. And that is your legacy. And I was like, I got to remember this because this would have taken nothing for me and would have actually given me a lot back. Mm-hmm. Probably more than it would have given him. Mm-hmm. You know? And so you never know what you're doing. It doesn't have to be that your name is on a building or that you came up with a wonderful formula or that you're, do you know what I mean? Yep. It's, and I think I got a better sense of that when my father died and people that I didn't know came and told me stories of things that my dad had done for them. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was amazing. And it was kind of like, how come I never knew this? Mm-hmm. You know? So I don't know. I, I, I got on a chair. <laughs> it's all good. That's a really good chair. And frankly, I, I love that you launched into the conversation around legacy because I think you're right. People don't think about it until they're nearing the end of their mm-hmm. work life or they're nearing the end of their life. Um, and they start thinking, gosh, you know, what have I done with my life? Right. Nobody's ever said, I wish I worked more. Right. Exactly. People always say, I wish I had contributed to that, um, you know, uh, organization that I love, or I wish that I had spent more time with my kids or grandkids, or I wish that, you know, my, I had spent more time with my spouse, or I wish, you know, there's so many things they think about. I wish I had donated money or I had volunteered my time, or I wish I had taken that opportunity instead of being too afraid and living in a life that, you know, the business or work life I hated. Those are the things they talk about near the end of things. But if we talk about them now, we think about them now, how different can the trajectory be if we focus in on that? And I love that you thought about that. How do I want to be remembered? How do I want my grandkids to remember me? And what do I need to do now to create those memories, to create that legacy? And you're right. It doesn't have to be huge. It could literally be like asking that guy to see the picture of his fish, the five or 10 minutes you put there or the hour time you donate uh, to volunteer for something or you know, the elderly person that you sit down and hold the hand of because they need that or the hour you rock a baby in a nursery in a children's hospital, right? Any of those things can totally change the trajectory. And often we don't know. Often that guy has no idea the impact he made on you. None, right? You know, I did um, adult education. One day I was, this was years ago, I was on the bus and this lady kept looking at me. And finally she came up and she goes, did you teach in our, this you know, pre-nursing program? And I was like, yes. She said, I just wanted to let you know that I finished and graduated and I'm a nurse now. Aww. And it's, it's like, you know, it's like, oh my God. <laughs> or somebody will say, I'll never forget what you said. And in my mind always goes, oh God, what did I say? <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> but the thing is, I think... Um, I think there are two things. One is that what you think your legacy is going to be today, it isn't something that you have to settle on and that it's something very concrete. It doesn't have to be that, you know, like I said, the name on a building or whatever. I think the other thing is, you know, in, in my, in my free course that I'm moving away, I talk about dead reckoning and dead reckoning is a sailing term. 
And basically what it means is you pick a point in the, you know, in ahead where you want to go. Because with sailing, you have to always combat the wind and the curve. You never go in a straight line. And I think for a lot of us, particularly women, I think we think we are responsible. We are the good girl. I followed step A. I followed step B. I did this. I, and I'm not where I want it. What went wrong? Mm-hmm. Okay. And so knowing that you can still move, make progress, even if it isn't a straight line. And so part of what I try to do in my training is go, you can get to that point and you can get there three different ways. I mean, one of the things I, again, I'm going to go back to losing weight. As I said, sometimes you feel like you want to be on the super highway and you want to drop weight fast and you're willing to, you know, really sacrifice and have, you know, whatever, which is not necessarily the right way, but you know, you want that. Then you have the middle lane, which is your normal everyday maintenance lane that you can eat like this the rest of your life. And then you have like what I call the slow or the local lane. And those are like vacations, you know, where you get off the super highway and you go, I'm going to try this. I'm going to try that. You know, so that you have strategies for all those things, but they're still taking you forward to where you want to go. It isn't just, you know, A, B and C, because that's a very fragile, very inflexible model. Mm-hmm. Right. And 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 that kind of goes into situational awareness, which I talk about in productivity. You have to look at where you are now. I'm of that age that came up with superwoman, here you roar, you can have everything all at once. I you will make yourself crazy with that model. Mm-hmm. You can't, you know, it they're only 24 hours in the day, and something is not going to be done. But I think the thing is, if you look at, you know, women go through this um, kind of journey to fulfillment. So you start out, you're a maid, you're a mother. When I say mother, I mean you're nurturing yourself, your career, your loved ones, whoever that might be. Then you get to be that kind of the empty nester, which is like the warrior. Like, I can do stuff for myself now. I can do help other people. And then you get to be the it's called the crone, but I call it the wise woman because I don't want to be a crone. But I'm anyway. with you all the way on that one. So, but the point of it is, is that we get limiting beliefs when we're a maiden, when we're a child, because we want to be protected. Our family wants to protect us. And so it's kind of like, don't run with the scissors. Don't do this. Don't do that. I mean, I used to, my mother was, I mean, one of the things my mother would always go, this is so stupid. Don't whistle. I was a whistler for some reason. And it was kind of, it, it, and so my grandmother would always say, a whistling woman and a, and a crowing hen, neither one comes to a very good end. Oh my goodness. That's, that's it's awful. Later. funny yes. and that awful means, at yeah. the same time. But those are the, the limiting beliefs that you have, you know, that you have to do certain things, right? Mm-hmm. When you, when you are in the nurturing part, you are always probably going to make your kids come first, right? And so there's kind of a shift in belief that has to happen that, you know, I can be a better mother if I do things for myself and teach my kids that too, that they don't have to be at the bottom. Mm-hmm. Um, as someone said to me, you just have to be, get as much attention as everybody else. You know, obviously that doesn't, that doesn't apply to a baby, but do you know what I mean? It's kind of like, again, when I was losing weight, I was buying my daughter's sneakers and she wanted these like $99 sneakers, you know, and I said to her, look, I got a hundred bucks. You need to get two pair of sneakers. Right. Mm-hmm. And I'm looking at the, on the sale, the 1999, and I'm thinking, 
later on thinking, I'm spending $99, $100 on sneakers for her. I need sneakers as really athletic Mm -hmm. because my feet were swelling my ankles, you know, as I was trying to walk, right? Mm -hmm. And so treating yourself as well as you treat others. Yeah. Right. Is part of that. That is part of that everyday kind of thing. And so the dead reckoning helps you not only make choices, but it helps you expand mm-hmm. because you can say to yourself, how is this going to help me? Is this going to help me? Is this going to give me more skills? Is this going to give me a chance to see what I want to be? And of course, part of that that goes into that is how you look at failure. I mean, I was brought up to be wound really tight. Um, You know, I was like the only black, we were the only black family where we lived. And so it was drummed into my head. Everybody is watching you. You can't make mistakes. You were, you know, you you are setting the example for what people think about black people. Mm. And so making a mistake was like, I mean, it was horrifying. Mm -hmm. And so when I finally, as adult, got to feel like making mistake is a normal part of growing and doing something new. You know, if you treat your business or you do something else and you do it as an experiment and go, okay, this worked, this didn't work. I'm going to try it. Do you know, it's a, it gives you a whole different way to live your life. And then you can say, okay, let me try this. Maybe this will make my life better. Maybe this will make my business better. Let's see. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that dead reckoning is, you know, if you want to make money, your dead reckoning that your honest person says to you, I'm not going to rob a bank to do that, but I am going to run a special. Right. I love that. Um, and I, I love, you said so many things there um, <laughs> that I'm, I'm super excited to pull apart. I'll come back. I'll come back. I love the comment about looking at the world as if it's... Um, like an experiment, like almost like a science experiment. I hypothesize that if I do this, that's the result that I will get and then try it and see. Maybe you got that result. Maybe you got a different result that you weren't expecting. Maybe you got no result. Okay, now you can make decisions as to whether or not you wish to continue or you want to try something else. Because frankly, in business and in legacy building and life, there is no one right path. There is no... But as you said, I do step A, then step B, then step C, and I see this result. That's not the case. The world likes to, you know, again, coming back to your dead reckoning and the sailing term, storms come up and throw you off course. Uh, Sometimes, you know, you go to sleep at night if you're in a boat and you your anchor hasn't set properly and you wake up somewhere completely different than you thought you were going to be or you know, you have to backtrack or you need to pause for a while because you've got to fix something. Mm-hmm. All those things can certainly happen, right? Maybe you decide to hit the pause button because the sun is shining and you've been through some nasty storms and you just need to take a few minutes to soak in that vitamin D and recharge. Mm-hmm. Life is not a beautifully straight path and or the current you thought you were on is not taking you where you want to go. So, you know, you have to think about, well, now what do I do? So it's a a state of adjustments. But that dead reckoning, that idea of knowing where I want to be and recognizing, coming back to your your comment about the highway, is that there are so many avenues to get there. 
right? You can be on the express lanes. You can be in the middle lane. You can be in the slow lane. You can take an exit and come back on, Mm -hmm. right? Um, So there are many ways. And so people get really caught up in, I tried this, it didn't work, it's all over. And you know what? One of the reasons for that is because we do not trust ourselves Mm -hmm. to pick and choose. Somebody can give you something and maybe there's only a small piece of it that makes sense with what you've already got. Right. Um, I, I think, you know, again, that's a situational awareness. It's, you know, it's like the jazz cruise. One of the things I learned was I like to see people perform. I don't like to just hear the jazz music. It just, I'm not an audio person. And so when people give me suggestions and stuff, I'll go, all right, I know I'm not going to do that because that's not the way I learn. Mm-hmm. Give me some options for the way that I learn. Mm -hmm. Right. And so to advocate for yourself when you, when, you know, just because somebody says do it this way, there, 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 there are universal truths. I mean, you can't make money probably without having a client or have somebody pay you unless you win the lottery, which is not a business. Mm -hmm. Okay. So that part of it's true, but how you get the client or the technique that you use doesn't necessarily, I mean, there are lots of ways to do that. Mm Mm-hmm. You're absolutely right. Um, and I, I, I really feel strongly that it's important for people to recognize that, that if you're looking to grow your business, if that's what you have, or if you're looking to really start thinking about legacy, to start thinking, well, what is it that I want? How can I look at my dead reckoning and set my course? And then what are the avenues to get there? Because the world is filled with shiny, bright new objects that are distracting. There's always some latest and greatest that everybody is out doing. And and it's easy to get swept up in that. It's easy to say, oh, my gosh, if everybody is doing X, Y, Z, then I need to do X, Y, Z, too. But you said something there that really interested me. You said, be aware of how what works for you. You know, if you're someone who likes to listen to things and that's who your audience is. And obviously being for being aware of who are you doing this for? Who is your target person, like your avatar of your best client? Who is the person you're building this legacy for? What do they do? What do they look like? What do they like? Um, And then starting to refine what you're doing in terms of what works for me and how I feel, because you want to feel good when you're doing this stuff for the most part. I mean, some things, there's always an icky thing or two that you're like, I just don't want to do this part, but we all have those things that we have to do. However, most things can be pretty joyful. And so how do you tailor what you're doing with what you like and what you know is going to reach the audience that you're seeking to reach is really important. And so many people don't think about it that way. They don't pause for thought to say, how is this going to work for me? You know, do I love what X, Y, and Z is doing? Do I resonate with that? Do I think my people are there? And if my people are not there, maybe that's not the path for me to go. It's hard. It's interesting because I'm doing a thing, um, called SAP. It's Accelerate Strategic Action Process. And basically what it does is it lays out um, the client's journey and a money map. Mm -hmm. And it does it in a way that it says, I say, what have you already got that you like? Let's organize it and then see where your gaps are. Mm -hmm. Um, 
because in that process, just like you have the process, the four stages of, you know, that I talked about a women, women's journey, the format that I put it in is called RAIN, which is not mine. I got it from somebody else, but it means um, recognize that there's a general problem, acknowledge that you have the problem, investigate what that problem is, and then nurture and the needs and nurture. And so, you know, in, in the first part, recognize that there's a problem. That's where you're putting all your free stuff or your very, you know, $7 things that people can, can look at. The next step where they're saying, I have the problem, right? Mm-hmm. Then maybe that's a smaller price kind of thing. And then by the time they're ready to actually investigate, then that's your higher price product that you're putting in there. And then for me, the nurture, the needs and nurtures, how do I have a return client or keep a client there past the first thing? that they're bringing. And there are certain, you know, there's certain, if you are selling something, you're asking people to make a change to, they, they have a need and they need something that you have. And so just by changing, they're going to have some discomfort. How do you address that discomfort for them mm-hmm. before they're actually at the buying point? Right. So that, you know, it's like, I've taken courses before and they haven't worked or I've had a coach before and that, you know, I don't have, you know, it's, it's a typical stuff, time, money. Um, I'm not sure that this is the right time. I have to talk to somebody else. I mean, they're, you know, like basically the one that I never come up against. And now that I'm saying it, it probably will happen is I have to talk to my inner spirit or a higher spirit. I've never had that one before, but apparently that that's like one of the fifth ones, but, but knowing that people are making a change and they're going to feel uncomfortable. You have to kind of give them space to, to identify that, mm-hmm. you know, and to be with that say, I know this could be unusual. I know I'm giving you something that said it seems counterintuitive. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, it, so I'm saying, all right, I'm not giving you a whole lot of new stuff in this course. I'm giving you ways to make the stuff you have work together so that you can actually pull together a system. Because you bought those things for a reason. They called to you for some reason. Yep. Right? Mm-hmm. So. I love that. Thank you for being a part of the Living Your Legacy podcast community in 2022. We can honestly say 2023 is going to be an exciting year. We've got some new things going on that we'd like to share with you. The Living Your Legacy podcast is now offering advertising spots. We found many entrepreneurs spent lots of money on advertising last year, only to find that they weren't falling in front of their ideal audience. We'd love to help you get your message out. Let's discuss this. Click the link in the show notes to book a time to chat and see if this could be a good fit for you. In our previous conversation, we had talked about the idea of the dead reckoning and one small change. So I'd like to circle around that a little and talk about that because I think you've alluded to it now a few times, but let's bring that one out in the open and address it. What does that mean and how can one small change, because everybody thinks one small change makes no difference, right? Like I change my socks, whoop-de-doo kind of thing. How, How can that truly make an impact? Well, the, the one small change is having a dead reckoning. It's having that different perspective and point of view. It's having the, the feeling I can make a difference. I can set a goal, you know, or a destination and I can actually get there, mm-hmm. you know, 
and that it's important enough that I think about it every day. So if you start each day with the idea of what am I going to do today that's going to help me get to my dead reckoning and help me grow my business and be profitable. You know, my thing is productivity and profit. Okay. I believe that you need to have productivity in both your personal life. I believe that any model or anything you do should work in both your personal and your professional, because the more you use it, the more comfortable you are with it. Absolutely. So it shouldn't, it shouldn't be two totally separate different things. So if you don't get productivity and profit, Profit in your personal life has to do with, I think, with abundance, you know, abundance of joy, abundance of, of relationships and community, you know, that kind of, you know, profit doesn't have to be just dollar signs. Mm -hmm. um, and so making that one small change so that your, your life is very aligned, right? You can move faster. You can make decisions faster mm -hmm. because what happens when in our decision-making is, when we think of what we want to do and we think of the constraints first, mm -hmm. I'm too old to do this. I don't have enough money to do this. I don't, whatever. Then you kind of, you're stuck where you are. But if you say, and it, it's much more, the one small change makes you much more strategic. If you say, I want to be a great speaker. Hey, sounds good. Okay. <laughs> I want to be a great speaker. And, and one of the things that was really holding me back was because I'm large. And I was like, I'm not going to speak until I lose more weight. I'm not, you know? Mm -hmm. So using myself as a perfect example, you know, you can say, I want to be a speaker. What does that look like? Well, I want to be able to speak on the stage and maybe I need a chair to do that, but I can speak virtually right now. Mm -hmm. And that doesn't take much money. If I were to speak, who do I want to speak to? So the people I want to impact are women. Where am I going to find women that I can speak to to help them be better, to have the kind of life that they want? And then as you come, you know, come closer to the, to the, you know, the, the present, you say, okay, well, you know, I do probably need to spend some money on this, but what do I need to spend it on? I don't think I have an outfit I like. All right, well, you know, if I'm doing Zoom, I can just put on a, my Zoom top, and that's not much. But if I'm going to be on a stage, I need to I need to think about where physically I'm willing to travel to. Yeah. You know, but the decision is made. I'm going to be a speaker. Mm -hmm. As opposed to, I can't do it now. Which often becomes, I can't do whatever. Right. Exactly. Because I don't have or didn't do X, Y, Z. Right. Or I'm not the best. Mm -hmm. You know, that whole, that whole, you know, feeling like I'm not good enough. Yes. So do you want to, you want to model for that? Yes, <laughs> absolutely. Well, the bottom line is that you're always going to be better than some, and there are always going to be some that are going to be better than you. And as you move through the different stages of your life, your life experiences, I mean, for me, one of the things um, that, that imposter syndrome was horrible. I mean, just really horrible. When anybody said, oh, you're really good or you're right. My first reaction in the back of my mind went is, what's wrong with them that they can't see mm -hmm. that I'm really a fraud? I mean, and this went on for, I mean, and I would catch myself, but it, 
I could never dislodge it. Mm -hmm. Until about two years ago, someone said that to me, and I had that, what's wrong with them? And I went, you know, there's absolutely nothing wrong with her. I really like her. I think she's bright. I think she's, you know, all, so why would I even say that? Mm -hmm. You know what? And what I realized was that I had moved into more of a mentor role, right? So that I can mentor women because I have these life experience of being a mother, being a wife, being in several businesses, being, you know, it isn't just about the expert stuff that, that I know about. It's also about the life stuff, mm -hmm. right? And putting those two together. And so it was like, huh. I'm not a fraud, right? I I really know my stuff, you know. Yeah. So I think that's really, and I think that's one of the reasons I'm I'm almost tending more towards groups right now than one on ones. I mean, I love my one on one clients, but there's something about being in a group that validates what you know. Mm -hmm. That's very that, powerful. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So that's why this course I'm going to do is gonna it's going to be in a group. Love that idea. People could share ideas. Mm -hmm. And I want to circle back again, focusing in on legacy. You talked about what is it that I want to accomplish? And usually it's way bigger than where you are in your life in this moment. So I want, I want to do this thing. I want to create this thing. I want to leave a fund for cancer research, or I want to have this app that's going to help people, or I really want to create a service or a system for this or that, or have X amount of dollars to donate somewhere. And so identifying it and then saying, okay, well, I don't have it now. How can I get there? And then defining that down further, I loved your example to where do I want to speak live or on Zoom? Well, if I start on Zoom, I can do that now. It's not going to really cost me very much. I don't have to go buy a new outfit. I can just choose one of my favorite tops and, you know, feel more comfy because I'm also sitting in my jammy bottoms and, you know, slippers uh, at the computer. So I feel a little more comfortable, uh, you know, whatever it is. But picking it apart to sort of say, I'm going to break this down into bite-sized pieces and I'm going to address each inhibition, each negative thought, each piece of this as it comes up and look at what I can do about it. So instead of saying, well, you know, to raise, for lack of a better term, say $10,000 for a hospital. Well, I don't have that kind of money. I don't know how I'm going to get that kind of money. I can't do it. Instead of going there and immediately just dropping the idea, which will inevitably lead to regret later in life. I regret that I didn't take it on. I regret that I didn't stretch and grow myself to make that vision happen. Why didn't I do that? Instead of that saying, okay, well, I don't have $10,000 now. Do I need to have it this year? When's the day I'd like to do it? Okay, five years from now. Now, what can I do right now that's going to make me progress forward? So that I can always feel like I am succeeding. I am pushing forward. I see the results of what I'm trying to do. And then you feel so positive about it. There's a, a phrase that came across a gentleman named Ray Higdon said, what are you doing today to ensure your success in the future? So at the end of the day, you say to yourself, what have I done today to ensure that I'm successful in achieving this?
And that's a powerful question to ask yourself because it doesn't have to be your name on a billboard. It can really mean today I went through my wardrobe and I chose my four favorite outfits for speaking. Or Or it can be when I did that, I gave away the things so that somebody else could benefit. So I could be, you know, my sister goes, when I give things away, I feel richer. Um, but the one thing, the one thing I would caution people about is you are really far down the legacy path. I was so impressed with the things that you were doing. Thank Uh, you. And I think for most of us, we haven't given it, it's such a new concept. It's such a big concept. And so I would say, don't, don't, the question that I ask is, what do I want people to say about me when I turn 100, when I'm at my 100th birthday party? You know, I want them to say things like, she's still dancing. You know, she didn't start dancing till she was in her 70s and she's still dancing. And she's the youngest 100-year-old person I know. And she was generous with her time, you know, those kinds of things. But, you know, but there are also other more structured kinds of things. And I think when most of us think of legacy, we don't think of those things first, or those are the things that keep us from moving forward. Yep. So when I started thinking about it, I my dead reckoning was I want to help women entrepreneurs, you know, so that they can be incredibly successful. Mm-hmm. Um, later on in life, I started thinking about when I leave, what am I leaving behind? Mm -hmm. And so it was a question of, do I want to write a book so that there's something there? Do I want to have a course? Mm -hmm. Do I want to license that course so that it will continue? Mm -hmm. Um, Then later on, it was like, maybe I want to do a um, a foundation Mm -hmm. or an organization. And I just say that to say that as you think about it more, it will grow. It will organically start to grow as you start to talk to other people about it. I mean, if you had asked me 15 years ago, did I want to have an organization? I would have said, no, I mean, absolutely not. I don't want to be responsible for that. Right. Mm -hmm. So I don't think that you need to be as precise when you first start thinking about it, but I do like the idea of what am I going to do today that will make me successful that when people, when I turn a hundred people will say she was, do you know, mm-hmm. she was awesome because she, you know, whatever. I want to see you dancing when you're a hundred. That's going to be amazing. I saw that on a news program. This lady had her walker. She had didn't, had done vaudeville and she and her husband were dancing. I'm like, Beth, I want to do that. That's amazing. <laughs> that is so much fun. And, um, Thank you as well for the compliment. You're absolutely right. The more we, my husband and I, have been talking to people about the legacy we want to create, the more amazing people have come out. And our legacy has changed form a number of times now. What we thought we were going to do at the beginning is not what we think we're going to do now. And and it may not even end up being that thing down the line. It might be something completely different or or it may be more. It may be that and right? We'll, we'll see where we're going. Um, and what am I doing to achieve it? How do I want to be remembered? The other question I ask myself all the time is, who do I want to be in this moment? That circles back to your airplane story. 
who do I want to be in this moment? How do I want to be remembered? Because those moments are often very profound and unexpected. They always come at you when you least expect them. And so when they're not convenient. And when it's not convenient, absolutely. When you're busy or you're late or you're rushed or you're stressed or you just wish you had stayed in bed that day, you know, all those things. And that often, I think about that before I go into situations because it does help to shift my mindset um, in terms of how I'm going to engage, how present I am, not distracted, but present. Um, And it also allows for me to be open open to new ideas and suggestion, open to letting go of what I thought I was going to do to embrace something new that's even better. Um, And those are some great questions for people to ask themselves. What is it that I want to create as a legacy? What am I passionate about? What do I feel called to do? And then how can I start this process knowing that what I'm thinking today may not be what becomes real later? And I think the other piece to that, I mean, you know, in, in the self-sabotage or I'm not enough kind of thing is, uh, you know, the question we ask ourselves, why me? Why? How am I different? And one of the best quotes that I read said, creativity is not about creating something out of nothing. It's about creating something better out of two things that are two, two or more things that already exist. Mm-hmm. And that was like the most amazing feeling for me. Like, you know, I'm kind of like all coaches teach about change, all, you know, that kind of thing. And so, you know, I kind of think that there are some universal truths. Like I say, water is wet, but as a coach, I may teach you to drink it for health or somebody else may teach you to drink it. Um, you need to make sure your employees stay hydrated or this is how water affects your swimming or whatever. But so just knowing that, you, your legacy does not have to be something that is has never been on this earth before. That probably is not going to happen. It's something that there's a big need for because not one thing ever fills the needs of everybody. That there's a need for, but that nobody has thought about it in the unique way that you thought about it. And putting pieces together to take a basic idea, you know, it's like building a better mousetrap mm-hmm. is what it what it amounts to. So it, don't let the fact that you think your idea is not incredible. I mean, so many people have been told that their ideas are not incredible and then they had, thank God, the bravery to go ahead and do it. Um, I was just listening to somebody said that, that um, the guy that invented the ring um, video camera bell, mm-hmm. um, that when he went to Shark Tank, nobody would take him up on it. Hmm. They didn't think it was a good idea. Look, now it's it's huge. Sure is. I have one on my house. Uh, me too. Mm-hmm. Yep. You're absolutely right on all of those things. So tell us now a little bit, Yvonne, you've alluded to this a little bit. You've got a freebie that you're putting out there. Tell us a little bit about that because I suspect there are going to be a few people that have heard you speak and think, I need more of her. So how can they access this? What is it? How does it work? Um, it's really easy. It is um, the that de- you go to productivitycoach.today because I wanted you to do it today. Um, it is Accelerate Profit. It's Accelerate Productivity and Profit with One Small Change. And there are um, 
three, it's actually five modules. It only actually takes you 20 minutes to watch the videos, but it takes you longer if you're, you're actually doing the modules. Um, there's one on your limiting beliefs. Um, there's one on change. And then there's one on your dead reckoning. Um, and so that's the one that I think everybody can, um, you know, get a chance to take a look at, at their life and take a look and start thinking about what they want their dead reckoning to be. In terms of productivity and profit, well, if that's something you're interested in, let's see if I can get this right. Yeah, right there. And then on the other side, there's a bit so hard on Sorry. Zoom, I know, to find where you're pointing things. But you can see that dancing is a challenge for me. Um, anyway, but the Bitly link is I'm doing I, a couple times a month. I do Yvonne's productivity and profit hour and, um, anybody can come, you just sign up for it. It's, um, I'm experimenting now with doing it at different, you know, two different times. But, um, basically what we do is we do a model that I call make your learning last. So you learn something, you apply it, you share it and you trigger when you're going to use it. And it's a really fast paced hour and um, you work on your business. It's amazing if you, when you get 10 minutes, you know, to yourself, right? To sit there and go, this is, this is my problem. And this is how I'm going to apply this, what I learned. Um, so that's, that's another way that you can get a hold of me on a regular basis. And then, like I said, I'm going to be doing, um, from the business perspective, I am going to be doing my um, ASAP class, which is Accelerate strategic action process. Um, so you can learn how to take what you've got and put it, but, you know, put it together so it works better. And that's, um, the first one is going to be in February and then it, I, I will do it at some other point in time. But, but all of them, I think, take a look at your decision-making process and putting you in the driver's seat. So it's like, I've decided this is my dead reckoning. This is where I want to go. What are the strategies that are going to get me there? What have I got in place? Where are my gaps? How am I going to get there? And I think that there's something about, you know, somebody asked me about confidence and I said, do more, fail faster, recover better. <laughs> it's the way that you get through it. Um, you know, and my, I, I believe in mantras and you said one of the, one of the ones that I believe in that was very close to my mantra. It said, the skills and mindset that got you here may not be enough when you're ready to grow. And so I think that you need support, whether it's a community of peers, whether it is a group, whether it is a coach, um, whether it is, you know, going to networking groups, whether it's doing mastermind groups, it, it is a fallacy to believe that you can do it alone. Um, it, it is also a fallacy to believe that asking for help is a sign of weakness. I think that, you know, it makes you a much stronger person when you can say, hey, I need help. If I'm going to get this done because you're getting help not only for yourself, but so that you can get to your dead reckoning and help the people that you want to help. And truthfully, I feel more connected to people who say I need help. They're real. And... When people are pretending not to be real or they're pretending to be the expert in the room, it's it's not relatable. You can't connect to that because I have lots of challenges in my life. I want to talk to somebody else who's like, oh, girl, I've been there. I have seen that challenge and here's what I did. Or I haven't had your particular challenge, but I've had lots of my own. Let's talk about it. Maybe I can give you some strategy. I also really like what you said there about 
the idea of failing forward, not being afraid or maybe being afraid and doing it anyway, you know, feel the fear, yeah. do it anyway, um, to try things, to step into something and say, I'm going to dip my toe in over here and see how this feels. Is it in alignment with me, with who I want to be? Is it in alignment with um, how I do things, how I learn and grow? If it is, then maybe I'll take a step a little further into that one and see how that works for me. I also love structure and processes. The reality is structure takes the scary away. When I have a plan, I don't feel nearly as scared about doing something. And I would imagine our audience would feel that way too. When I have a plan, like I'm going to try this thing, I'm going to spend five minutes doing that thing. I just, it doesn't feel so overwhelmingly hard. Well, I think one of the things that it does is it takes it out of the subjective, what's wrong with me category, and you can go into the process and you can be objective. I did this. Did that work? How would I change that? That kind of thing. So it it, it makes it a lot easier to do. And I have one more legacy story for you. If you love it. Um, I, I was lucky enough to be a swimmer. I mean, I was even a lifeguard at one point. And um, I married a, a gentleman, a wonderful husband husband of 50 years now um from Florida and because of the segregation and stuff like that there are a lot of black people that never swim so I was whenever we went to visit family and stuff I was always the one that was teaching the you know the cousins and the nieces and nephews and all that kind of stuff so fast forward um until a couple a couple years ago um of course I taught my grandson who's down 12 but he was more like nine then um to swim and so fast forward he was he was picked to be in a psa a public service announcement mm -hmm. about black children the the high rate that black children drowned mm. and so the the psa was he's you know he walks up on a on a diving board he jumps in and you hear him hit the water and go <laughs> And then there's like nothing, you know, that's kind of like real slow-mo. And then he finally comes up, right? Mm -hmm. And I thought to myself, oh, my God, the thing that I've been doing for the last 50 years is now in a PSA. But the additional lesson to that is to people when you're scared is to show up. You don't have to be the best. Uh, and I, there were four kids, four, four kids that were picked for this PSA. Mm -hmm. I don't know if he was the cutest. I don't know if he was the best swimmer. I don't know if he acted the best. But of the four, he was the only one who showed up. Mm. And so he got to do the PSA. And I said to him, because I know he's afraid of heights. And I said to him, when you got ready to jump off that diving board, what did you think about? And he said, I thought about getting paid. <laughs> Love it. And so I say to you, if, if a nine-year-old can overcome their fear because they know at the other end they're going to get paid, you, all you need to do is show up. Show up. You know, it's all right to be scared because, you know, biologically the hormones that make you feel afraid are the same ones for excitement. So just give it a different name and say, don't say I'm scared, say I'm excited. And if it's anything worth doing, you shouldn't be excited. I mean, I always know if I'm talking someplace or I'm doing something, and I'm really like blase, blase, it means that I don't care. You know, if I'm talking someplace that I'm excited about, I'm always like, did I remember to do this? And do I have this? And do I, do you know, that kind of thing. So that's a good thing. 
So that's, you know, like I said, that's a legacy story that started like 50 years ago and will now go on and impact more people than I could have ever thought of having an impact. I mean, I'm not in it personally, but, but the, the effect of it, you know, the impact of it. So absolutely. Positivity creates a lot of ripples and I, uh, Mm -hmm thought of things a little bit differently. So I took your advice and I didn't even know it at the time. Um, when we talk about, you know, you drop a rock in a still body of water and it creates ripples. But let's think about the rock. Everybody talks about the ripples. The rock never sees the ripples it makes. That's true. Right? The rock never sees those ripples, but they're out there. So it's yeah. so important, I think, to be thinking about what ripples am I making in the world? Am I making positive ripples? Am I making negative ripples? Either way, I can make choices about that. Um, you know, if I'm making positive ripples, and how can I make more positive ripples? You're right. You had no idea as a swimmer, at learning to swim as a child, that 50 years forward, somebody mm-hmm. else was going to be taking that and going some other direction with it. You had no idea, right? You just, you learned how to swim, realized lots of people in your family didn't know how to swim, stepped up, showed people how to swim so that, you know, a, it's a safety thing if you're around a body of water, but B, it can be for great enjoyment, um, right? So there's there's a bunch of other things there. And you also alluded to the fact that, it, you know, there's the segregation and all that. And this is a way to kind of overcome some pieces of that. Definitely not all of them, but some pieces of that to allow for more equality. Had no idea where this was going to go or probably didn't even really think about it. Just did it. And yet here you are. 50 years later, someone in your family is now in a bigger platform being able to change that. And that's amazing. So again, thinking about those ripples, where, where do I want to create? What do I want to, what do I want to do? How do I want to be in this moment? How would I like to be remembered? Those are such powerful things to help guide you forward. When you think about it from that perspective, thank you. I appreciate all those. That's a great story. I love it. And the other thing I think that from what you're saying is I think in terms of leadership, um, there are kind of levels of leadership. The first one is learning to manage yourself. And that's where it's so important for us to to be able to say, what kind of a person do I want to be? Mm-hmm. Right. And as entrepreneurs, a lot of times um, the next level is managing projects. So a lot of times as entrepreneurs, we jump right into managing projects because we need to make it work and make get to the money. And we're not, we're not really making sure, you know, so when you, you talk to a, an entrepreneur about a mindset, they're like, you know, that's too woo. I need to know, you know, what marketing pieces I need. Right. Mm-hmm. But so you have managing self, managing a project, and then it goes on to managing people. And that's one of the challenges is that if you can't manage yourself, it's going to be hard to manage people. Mm-hmm. Right. And then after people becomes programs and then organizations, but, you know, so your dead reckoning has a lot to do with that first step of managing yourself as you grow into a leader. Mm -hmm. Absolutely profound. So many wonderful things that you said today and really thought provoking stuff. I know I'll be thinking about it um, for quite some time now Um, and encouraging just so refreshing to say, if you've got this idea, go do it, figure it out, try out things. If it doesn't work, then you can release it, bless and release and move on to something else till you figure out the structures and strategies that are going to really work for you. Learn to manage yourself and your expectations. 
how do I want to be seen here in this moment? What is it that I want to accomplish? Could this, what impact is this having on the people around me right now, here today? And what impact do I want it to have moving forward? What do I hope for? And then how can I strive toward it? So many amazing pieces there. And I love their free program walks people through each of those steps. So whether they're in business or thinking about creating a legacy that may be not a business, either way, it works for them that they can Mm -hmm. connect with that. And I hope that our listeners will do that. So how would somebody find you if they wanted to connect with you? Give us that information again. But that's really easy. It's um, www.bookacallwithyvonne.com. Lovely. And if you didn't get a chance to write that down because, you know, perhaps you were driving, in which case don't write anything while you're driving. That's <laughs> bad. Um, it'll be in the show notes. So you'll be able to find all Yvonne's links that she has got in the show notes so that you can go back and click on it. And I highly encourage our listeners to at least take you up on the freebie because it's free and you you never know what gems you're going to get out of that. And if you really want to reach out and connect with Yvonne, which I sure did and still will do, uh, by all means, reach out and connect with her. She really is like this when you chat with her outside of podcasts too. <laughs> come to, come to the, 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 the productivity hour because that's where you can actually put some stuff to work. Love that. So take her up on the offer, uh, show up and be a part of all that. Again, click the links and check out the things that work for you. If this resonated, by all means, reach out to Yvonne. I have enjoyed talking to you so much. It got my creative thoughts going. And and it's good to hear somebody talk about legacy. The more ways you talk about it, the more it becomes more real for yourself. Mm -hmm. I have so enjoyed chatting with you. You were like one of my favorite people to chat with. I love that. So Yvonne, I want to thank you so much for being on the call today uh, to be on the podcast. We, we truly value you and this podcast, by the way, becomes part of your legacy as well. The reaching out and touching as many lives as you possibly can. And I want to thank you for that because I am certainly blessed to have you in my life. So thank you so much for being with us today. And again, folks, if what Yvonne said resonated with you, if there was something in there that gave you an aha moment, by all means, check out her links, reach out and connect with Yvonne and see how you can pursue your dreams, creating your legacy with her support and help. Because Rib, she said it, none of us does it alone. And help gets you where you want to go faster and way easier. So take her up on the offer. Again, Yvonne, you are awesome. I so enjoy chatting with you. And we will have you on again another time to pick maybe just even one of those pieces to spend a whole hour on. Sounds good. All right. Thanks so much. Does the thought of follow-up give you a foul taste? Do you find yourself wondering how you can ever stand out from the crowd but need it to be easy and convenient? With a system like Send Out Cards, you can stay in touch and top of mind with only a few keystrokes. People's inboxes might be full, but their mailboxes are empty. Reach people literally where they live, work, or play and watch the warm fuzzies go to work for you. See the show notes for a link where you can send your first card on me. Thank you so much for joining us today. If you enjoyed this episode, please submit a rating and review and share it with a friend. Together, we can inspire more people to start living their legacy too. 
and let's keep the conversation going. We would love to hear all about your journey in living your legacy and support you along the way. Join our Facebook community, Living Your Legacy Podcast, where we connect, collaborate, and celebrate each other. Can't wait to see you there.